0: Hello, welcome to Philosophy Gets Schooled. I'm Simon Kirchin, a philosopher based at the University of Kent. I'm also director of the British Philosophical Association. This is the short episode on animal ethics with a special focus on eating animals. Um, there is out there in Podland an in-depth episode on the same topics where I talk with three people: Fiona Woolard, Dan McKee, and Lauren Tresakowski. Um, uh, and we think about all sorts of issues and questions to do with animals. Uh, but it's always good to have a short episode as well, where I just give a summary of what's going on in the longer episode and give you a flavour of what's going on in general in animal ethics. Before we start, um, just a quick plug. So I always find it very useful um, to be looking at the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy and the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy. Both of them are on the Internet. Um, They've got all sorts of really great entries on all sorts of philosophical topics, um, including uh, treatment of animals, moral vegetarianism, and and so on and so forth. They're worth checking out. Um, They're very readable. OK, so let's think about the topics themselves then. In the in-depth episode, we, th- we split it into three segments, which I'm going to do here as well. The first segment, we think about lots of um, general issues to do with humans' treatment of animals and animal characteristics uh, that might uh, justify them having moral status. Then we have a longer segment where we think specifically about eating animals, both production of Uh, Animals for uh, consumption and animal products, and then the consumption itself. And then we have a third and final segment, which is fairly brief, where we think about um, your traditional normative ethical theories and how they might apply um, to issues around animal ethics. So let's take each of those three segments uh, a little bit more slowly. So we start not by thinking about um, eating animals, but other ways in which humans interact with uh, animals. We start by thinking about pets, um, uh, we all share stories about, or well, three of us share stories about our cats, um, and we think about what it is to be uh, human beings with domesticated animals, so cats and dogs, but also more exotic animals as well, and there's a, a quite a big question going on at the moment amongst some philosophers about whether having domesticated animals, whether having pets is morally right or wrong. Uh, I mean, they obviously uh, provide us with companionship, Um, and obviously there are some domesticated animals um, that can lead very good lives and probably better lives there's also some other aspects of having pets after all we might have changed their natures both changed the natures of individual animals but certainly uh, changed the natures natures of um, species in in general Um, if you just think about the history of dog breeding Over generations, humans have bred dogs in certain sorts of ways, so they look nice and act nice, but actually this might be against their nature. And in fact, um, some dogs have some very difficult um, uh, physical characteristics uh, which can be harmful to them because of breeding practices of of human beings. Um, In a way, what we're doing is having pets to serve our purposes. uh, And is that right or wrong? Very quickly, we move on to zoos and we think about uh, wildlife and conservation and think about the ways in which humans might uh, act also in the natural world and be stewards towards the natural world. And then the certain sorts of captivity that uh, animals might be kept in. So the zoos themselves, um, but also conservation, safaris and so on. Again, with each stage, we are um, perhaps allowing animals to be a little bit wilder, but we're still... Um, constraining their nature and is that morally right or morally wrong and that then leads us on very quickly to think about entertainment using animals as entertainment Um, TV um, think about all sorts of of uses of animals is there any sort of um, entertainment that animals can be put to that's morally defensible that's a very interesting question for you to think about we don't think about that too much in the in-depth episode but you might want to think about it um, we also think about traffic and we, we say at one point, perhaps, um, how we respond to humans regarding traffic and allowing cars, buses and so on to, to go freely. Um, comparing how we treat humans in that situation, comparing to how we treat animals and thinking about roadkill is, is a very important thing. Um, and the last big topic uh, we mention is experimentation. So is it right or wrong to experiment on animals, and what sort of experimentation? We briefly mentioned cosmetics, which uh, many people think is morally indefensible, but what about medical experimentation? What about where we're thinking about experiments on animals uh, to develop um, medicines uh, and medical procedures for humans? Uh, And what about um, when we're experimenting on some animals to help other animals if we're Um, carrying out veterinary surgery um, as a type of experimentation Uh, is that morally justifiable so all sorts of things go on there loads of examples Uh, as I mentioned we also list a few uh, characteristics that uh, animals have that some people think uh, are the basis or the justification for thinking that animals have moral status we, we talk through them a little bit let me just list them for you here so we start thinking about rationality um, can human that uh, can animals make plans can they make decisions or have they got something in their mental architecture that allows them to be approaching um, that sort of um that sort of characteristic being able to decide being able to make plans animals may not be self-conscious although perhaps some of them are certainly perhaps some of the greater apes but they might have some aspects of their mental architecture which allows them to be conscious right to, to kind of some idea of that there's a a, a life out there and that they're living it um some animals many animals seem to have uh, awareness of the past and then fears for the future where they might suffer again um, perhaps that might be enough to give them moral status a different sort of characteristic people often mention when it comes to animals is that they're members of community uh, just as we are and perhaps that's that that's uh, ability to show fellow feeling of any sort uh, is enough to give them moral status of, of, of a type and then also a classic discussion due to Bentham uh, and other utilitarians um, is it doesn't matter what animals think and whether they can reason what matters is whether they can feel pleasure and in particular, whether they can suffer, whether they can feel pain and that might be enough to grant them moral status and as great moral status uh, as we grant to human beings. So in the second main segment, we talk about eating animals, which is one of the main topics that appears on the AQA, uh, A level uh, philosophy uh, curriculum. Um, and we think about this in terms of production and in terms of consumption um, so we're talking here not just about uh, production of a few animals to generate a bit of meat but that but that perhaps in and of itself might be wrong but we're also thinking about mass factory farming, as it's called, which involves uh, the breeding, the treatment and the deaths of millions, if not billions of creatures worldwide every year to feed many human beings around the world. Um, is that just a great moral wrong? Um, but there's all sorts of things that are going on, how we treat the animals when they're in captivity. Um, Uh, And then there's other sorts of wrongs as well, not just wrongs to the animals, but wrongs to the environment, the amount of waste products that the animals produce, the fact that we have to uh, go in for so much deforestation to clear the land in order to allow, for example, cattle to graze. And in fact, there's actually harms on human beings, human beings that are employed on a mass scale in factory farming and in abattoirs uh, where they're seeing things that... um, Uh, may affect them in in some ways but they need a a job they need a salary and perhaps they're suffering forms of exploitation all sorts of wrongs are going on in production um, to generate the seeming good of feeding people and then that brings us on to consumption and we raise an interesting question around consumption many people think look consuming meat consuming animal products is uh, bad and it's bad because of the production uh actually teasing out exactly why that is is an interesting question but also a very interesting question which is one we spend time on is this is the consumption itself bad so we talk for a while about lab grown meat so imagine you you have a a, a cow you nick it slightly uh, perhaps it doesn't even feel it and you have some cells from the cow and then you can uh grow meat in a lab um, which where it's where uh, an animal hasn't suffered at all. Uh, is it okay to eat lab grown meat um, or is that consumption bad? We think about that for a while. Um, i mentioned animal meat and animal products. And for a time towards the end of that second segment, we think about vegetarianism and veganism. I suppose the big question to ask yourselves there is if you're convinced of the moral rightness of vegetarianism and you think it's morally wrong to eat meat what's stopping you from becoming a vegan is it just practicality or is there some sort of morally defensible vegetarianism compared with veganism and that's a very interesting question to think through whatever whatever your right thoughts about uh, meat eating and vegetarianism and veganism it's a really interesting philosophical question to think about as is another question i drop in at at some point in that second segment Um, if it's morally wrong for humans to uh, kill animals uh, and eat their flesh is it wrong for animals to kill other animals uh, to eat their flesh so here we're thinking about you know any sort of animals perhaps lions chasing antelope Um, and if it's not wrong why isn't it wrong Um, And again, thinking through that question is a really, really good exercise. In the final uh, segment, we think about all of this in relation to classic moral theories that you often study at A-level or GCSE um, or elsewhere around the world. You don't have to be doing A-levels or GCSEs. So we think about utilitarianism. We think about Kantian deontology. And from that, we think about a, a rights based theory. And we also think about. Virtue theory. So, very briefly, uh, your classic hedonic utilitarianism doesn't have to be a classic utilitarianism, but let's just stick with that for the moment. It might be that animals don't have rights at all, but they do have moral status. What matters, as I mentioned earlier, for someone like Jeremy Bentham is that animals can suffer. Of course, then you're just weighing up different types of suffering. It might still be that we can eat animals. This might seem a strange thing to say. It might still be okay for us to eat animals because the suffering that humans would endure for not eating animals would be would be too great. So it's just a simple calculation. However, many modern day utilitarians such as Peter Singer um, will often say that um, we can get by without eating meat indeed without eating animal products uh, and we would certainly decrease suffering in the world overall if we didn't eat meat. Then you've got Kant's views uh, which we talk a little bit about um, and Kant tried to generate a type of hierarchy between humans and animals and if there was uh, something bad about um, uh, mistreatment of animals and, and eating animals it was something about Uh, degrading the human character nothing about the animals themselves but there are some modern rights-based theories which say unlike utilitarians animals really do have rights and they'll be looking back some of the things i was saying earlier on around rationality about consciousness that justify animals having rights and no matter what's going on there are some things you just can't do to animals because they have certain sorts of rights when we get into rights talk where the rights are can be traded off against one another whether they're absolute and so on and so forth and then there's virtue ethics which again will often focus very much on uh, human beings and the sort of virtues we're cultivating um it producing meat uh, and eating it and eating animal products so that gives you a quick uh, tour around various issues and questions relating to animals and animal ethics there's loads more going on we go through a lot more in the in-depth episode and expand on these questions and our answers but i hope that gives you enough of a summary to be going on with